Hello, and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Kyle Calgren, again. Again, Kyle Calgren. Happy Holly Mary. Yes, it is the holidays. We're recording this the day after Specifically, Christmas. Specifically, uh, yes, it is Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day, darling. It is Happy Boxing Day, honey. Oh, it's just the most wonderful time of year, Boxing Day. Yes, just... well, Boxing Day is really important. Boxing Day was... And I could be totally wrong about this, but it was originally created so for the servants, you know, because they had to work on Christmas for the aristocracy. And so Boxing Day was the day they were just like, oh, yeah, servants, they need a day off, too. Go play with your boxes. Yes. And it- <laughs> Go get, get all the boxes that you put all the presents in, and, you know. Yeah, have fun. Have fun with your boxes. Go box each other. And mm. you know, as a lifelong peasant, I really, I really appreciate Boxing it's Day. It's a day for us. Yes. You know, for the people. <laughs> you know, the day after our Lord and Savior was born. Yeah. And that's the true meaning of Boxing Day. Yes, the true, the truest meaning of Boxing Day. And that's what Boxing Day is all about, Charlie Brown. Thank you. Oh, right. That Christmas happened, too, right? Yes. Yes, Yes, it did. Christmas happened. um, You know, it was it was a thing. It's on the 25th, I want to say. Yeah. 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 You get gifts. You give gifts. You get give gifts. You you have dinner with people. And you get visited by a jolly old fix-it man who was once busted for cocaine possession and dealing. Yes, 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 it's, yes because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we watched the Santa Claus two two. They made another one. They made three. They made total. three Santa Claus movies. The first one was made in nineteen ninety four. This one banner t- year for cinema. This one takes place in two thousand two. A smooth eight years later. Why do you think? That we got another Santa Claus. Well, uh, Home Improvement went off the air when? I want to say 2000, 2001. Uh, Around that time. Tim Allen needed money. Disney wanted to give Tim Allen money. Yeah, I don't know why Disney would want to do something like that. Um, He he was big. Home Improvement went off the air in 1999. Yep. And... uh, yeah, so I guess you you know Tim Allen needed to do something else. He um in the time since the first Santa Claus film, he did Toy Story, which made him in a gigantic star. Like Home Improvement made him like kind of a star, but Toy Story made him a gigantic international star. star. An international star for some reason. Um <laughs> And so he moved on to do films like Jungle to Jungle in 1997. Uh, what is this? For Richer, For Poorer? Him and Kirstie Alley <laughs> did just, a movie. Just going through IMDb. In, in 1997. And, and then 1999, it was a big year for him. He did Toy Story 2 and Galaxy Quest. Two very good movies. Yes. Neither of which he was particularly responsible for. Yeah, no, he was just kind of there. He was. He just gave his voice to Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 2. He just showed up for Galaxy Quest. We actually watched Galaxy Quest within the last year or so. We did, yes. He is the least engaged member of that cast. Oh, 100%. Like, he is just not... Galaxy Quest, great movie, not because of Tim Allen. Nobody watches Galaxy Quest for Tim Allen. You watch it for Alan Rickman. Exactly. For Alan Rickman and Sigourney Weaver, of course. Exactly. That's what you do. Probably Sam Rockwell, too. 
So um, I'm skipping over some stuff because a lot of stuff doesn't matter. Like Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the, <laughs> the, the Adventure Begins, that, that classic tale. Um, mm. Joe Somebody, which is about... And every man, I'm it's, assuming. It's about Tim Allen asserting his masculinity against a workplace bully. Isn't Tim Allen asserting his masculinity Tim Allen's entire career? That is what he does. So it's weird to me. Like, I don't, I can't imagine Tim Allen being bullied by who? <laughs> that doesn't yeah. even, no wonder, no wonder nobody remembers Joe Somebody. And then he did one of those comedy caper film things with, with Rene Russo. You know, those things where they put a guy with a woman, but the woman's obviously more engaging. That's Rene Russo. That's Rene Russo's uh. entire career. <laughs> Um, but we're getting away from the masterpiece that is the Santa Claus. Yes, the Santa. The, well, yes, I was getting there. Okay, 2002, so, the Santa Claus 2. All right, so pitch the Santa Claus 2 to me. What else can we explore in the Santa Claus cinematic universe? Well, with Claus with an E. <laughs> Uh, so the Santa Claus cinematic universe is basically in the first movie in, in 1994. Uh, Tim Allen accidentally kills Santa Claus. He, <laughs> Santa Which we somehow were okay with. Yeah. <laughs> as a culture. We were okay with that. And so then he got this, like, he got this card. He, like, it, it's so it's such a weird We've thing. We've all it's, seen the Santa Claus. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he gets this card. Find a, oh, yeah, he's yeah. got to be Santa. Then, of course, there's the weird. Santa's dead. Long live Santa. Yeah, so. and then there's the whole, like, body morphing thing where he just, like, keeps on getting fatter and jollier. And that's... <laughs> uh, a thing. <laughs> we kill you and we all move up in rank. <laughs> and the Santa Claus too. Now, I don't know if we're supposed to, no, we are, we're supposed to be understanding the time jump because, because his kid, Charlie is older. Yeah. He's so, in high school. Okay. So yes, <laughs> Santa Claus too. It's been eight years. He's been Santa for eight years. It's a full like presidential administration. Yeah, it's like a two-term presidential two, administration. It's two terms. He's he's been in Santa. He's been Santa for two terms, and then fucking Curtis Spencer. Curtis, this guy they brought in. Spencer Breslin. Spencer Breslin. Curtis Kurt, didn't become a thing for obvious reasons. Spence, well, I mean, he was a thing, and then he hit puberty, and then oh. they were just like, "No, thank you." And then his sister took his career, and now I just yeah, feel bad for making fun of him. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, the same thing happened to Macaulay Culkin for the most part. Yeah. You know, if you don't have talent past puberty, which I think Macaulay Culkin does have talent, just you know, it, it's different. Um, just. I don't hate Macaulay Culkin. I think that he's wonderful. But yeah, okay. when you once you hit puberty, you find out like, can I really do this movie thing? <laughs> and a lot of people find out that they can't. Spencer Breslin was one of those kids. Anyway, so enough making fun of this child. Um, he's not a child anymore. <laughs> okay, uh, this has got to be traumatic. I mean, he's a child actor. That's got to be worse. Oh yeah, no, that yeah, but yes. Well, they bring well, it, you know, this movie doesn't help. Okay, they bring in they bring in Spencer Breslin to play Curtis, who is a nine hundred year old elf. Right? Therefore, like a freshman. Yes, and like meanwhile, we have Bernard, who is in the first movie, played by David Crumholtz, who's wonderful. Who's wonderful, and like obviously based on how much taller he is than everyone else has to be much older than everyone else like centuries older than everyone else like he's got to be like since the first christmas he's been operating yeah so it just doesn't so it's it's weird like he shows up in norse mythology that's how old he is he's so, that old of an elf because and so david crumb 
Bernard because he's so scared to tell Santa something. And he's been so scared to tell Santa for eight years. Eight years. Eight years. He has he has he has Curtis be like, oh yeah, by the way, if you don't get a wife in the next 28 days, you can't be Santa anymore. And you have to marry her. You need a Chris- Mrs. Claus. By Christmas Eve. It's the Mrs. Claus trailer shot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that trailer. Yeah. All I, I have to get married and then in 28 days. <laughs> Was my voice too sarcastic there? I couldn't really tell. And like, um, and, and before we get into the plot, I just want to talk about just like the whole, the incompetence. This movie should have been about Bernard realizing that in the over a thousand years that he has been alive, that he has not been able to gain any form of backbone. You are in charge. (laughs) You are head elf. You tell people what to do. Bernard, this is your fuck up. He was in charge in the last movie. He was the one, you know, essentially (laughs) operating as Santa's COO, just uh, walking him through it. I'm, do we really need a Santa, honestly? We don't. And, and Is he big... just a figurehead? Is he just, you know, the guy in the suit that they shove into the sleigh every year? Yeah, he's the face. He's like he's like Steve Jobs after, like, Steve Jobs was just, you know, kind of backing off from everything. And Bernard like... is Wozniak. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's so, and it's so strange to me because, like, instead of, you're so afraid of asserting your own authority, Bernard, that you bring in some pencil-pushing asshole like Curtis to show up and fuck up everything because you need somebody who's brutal. You don't bring in someone to give the bad news. You grow up. And learn how to give the bad news, Bernard. This is your fault. <laughs> Remember, eight years they've been sitting on this thing. Eight years they've been sitting on this information. Because you know what he could have been doing this whole eight years? He could be dating. He could be spending... He could like, build a relationship with someone. Every spring he could go down to to the regular world and date and then be like, oh, I'm a traveling businessman, and then leave, <laughs> and then come back, and then leave. And he could have built... He could have Set up an OkCupid okay profile. He could have like set up like a Jane Austen like romance. So like you're writing letters to each other and you know spraying them with perfume and it's just I've been holding on to your letters. Like he could have been December approaches again, my love. Work. <laughs> but but no, he's got a speed date. But instead he's got 28 days to go get a wife, which is the most cuz who would want to do that? Who 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 would do that? Kyle and I've been together for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> There's just uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have any secret rings, Kyle? Whoa. <laughs> we are on a podcast. I'm not doing this over a podcast. Love you. Oh, by the way, um, I am Santa. Oh. So <laughs> See, Kyle's been putting in work. Yeah. Now I'm... when we go back to the North Pole, we have built a foundation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I had to go out last night, you know. Oh, so oh okay. Just revelations on this podcast. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm Santa. I killed Tim Allen. I took his mantle. I'm okay with you killing Tim Allen. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay with you killing Tim Allen. You just condoned murder. Uh, movie Tim Allen. He, he's, he's a Trump voter. He's not a monster, he, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, 
So for this... Um, okay, so that the A plot is him going down to regular people world and look and dating. We've got... And, and it's really like a double A plot. It's like an A plus B plot because we also have Charlie who is who has decided that in order to impress a girl, he is going to spray paint propaganda that his principle is anti-Christmas. Anti-Christmas. And why would and he's, this... Why would this girl care? He breaks into the basketball, into like the gym, into a basketball court and spray paints um, like the principal's name equals mm. equals sign um, then a Christmas tree crossed out. And it's actually a pretty good rendering. Like I could yeah. see him like he's pretty he should, good with the paintbrush. Yeah, he should. He should he, c- take an art class. Yeah, he should look into art. It's very strange to me that this is like a Okay, you're going to do a Banksy and you're going to do pro Christmas propaganda. Okay, and because his principal is works in a public school. Oh, how dare she! And she didn't put up Christmas decorations at this public school. No, because it would distract kids schools from their education. That. Because she's a principal who is good at her job. Oh my God! You, you're. It is up to teachers to decorate their own classrooms. There's no, There shouldn't be anything in the fucking hallway. What are we doing? <laughs> Who's going to clean it up? Well, you see, that's her arc. I mean, she lost the Christmas spirit, and so by dating Tim Allen, she regains the Christmas spirit. Yeah, that's her arc. Let's talk a little bit about 2002, though. We... <laughs> I yeah. was, I, in 2002, I was 10 years old. I was 15. Um, I had seen this, I had seen the trailer for this movie. I think I saw this movie. I didn't see this movie in theater, so I must have seen it the year after that. But eventually I did when I was pretty young. You know what movie also takes place in 2002 that we watched this year? No. Lady Bird. Huh. Lady Bird. <laughs> right, yeah. So I, let's take the context of Lady Bird in terms of like what teenagers were doing and think about the Santa Claus too. <laughs> what girl? Topical. <laughs> what girl? <laughs> what girl would be impressed by this? And you know what's also like weird? Christmas spirit? No one in 2002 gave a sh- We're still in a post-Nirvana, we hate everything. Post- we're still a year out of 9-11. Yes, we're still like post- post-Daria, like, apathy, you know, tr- like, we're, we don't know how bad Bush is yet. Well, some people do and some people don't. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like a whole, there was a lot of, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, hope in 2002. Like, not in, not this kind. Yeah. It doesn't. The war on Christmas was not the most pressing, pressing issue. Yeah. It, Although, it, when did the war on Christmas start? Like, what's the date? When? Are, okay, when did the war on Christmas start? Who are the belligerents? What was the inciting <laughs> incident? Who are the casualties? Um, <laughs> like, it, like it, really, it, this so, feels like a war on Christmas thing because you know public school doesn't celebrate this, Christmas. This is very, this is very war on Christmas thing, and it, 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 it's before the war on Christmas. Like, I'm just not sure, like, what they thought that they were doing with this because it just also, 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 an important thing that we didn't even talk about while we were watching the movie during our riff tracks over the movie <laughs> is that we do not know who this girl is. We do not know what this girl's name is. We do not know what. This this girl likes we don't i don't does tim allen even meet this girl i i have no idea does the prince does does anybody talk to this girl does the principal talk to this girl does charlie talk to this girl no one talks to this girl (laughs) 
<laughs> we never like you, you know. Would... Now that I think about it, um, the more it would make more sense if Charlie got on the naughty list, not because of pro Christmas vandalism, but because he was you know trying to impress this girl who didn't believe in Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah. Like lean into your own stupid fundamentals horseshit. Because if you're going to have this plot where he did it for this girl, which I mean, he yeah. didn't. He didn't, of course. We find that out later, that it's not really... He did really... it because he missed his dad and he wants to celebrate his dad. He loves his dad too much, you guys. But it, but it, He but... loves his Christmas dad too much. But if we're going to set up this girl, you know, the cheesy thing, and by cheesy, I mean the proper thing to do, would be to have him, like, get a kiss at the end. But this isn't a love story about Charlie and a girl. This is a love story about everyone and Scott Calvin, inclu- especially Charlie. Everybody <laughs> is in love with this dude. We've well, got a he's high Santa. Sc- we've got a high school kid Every- who is so upset that he can't hang out with Santa Claus. <laughs> he's so upset. There's a scene where this kid is crying because he cannot hang out with Santa Claus. It's not because, Dad, I miss playing catch with you. It's about, I... No Santa, and I can't tell anybody that I know Santa, and it makes me sad. It is you are a teenager in 2002. Nobody gives a fuck if you know Santa. If he would have talked about knowing Santa, he would have gotten beaten up. That would be the plot. That's that should be his plot. He keeps on talking about Santa, and people keep on beating his face in because no one cares. <laughs> well, to be fair. He is Santa. I mean, everyone loves Santa, obviously. But then again, it's Tim Allen as Santa. It is bro Santa. You know, there's bro bro Santa. Santa. Bro, bro, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, we see this is is a Santa. This is a Santa that plays football with the elves. Yeah, he's good at it. Yeah. He's macho. Man. Santa bro. (laughs) This... This is a macho blue collar comedy tour Santa. Yeah, this is and and then uh, there's a meeting with all of the with all of the oh, holidays. Right, the, the Council of Elders. The, the Council of Elders. Of legendary figures. Yeah, pres- this like American God's light. Presided the- <laughs> presided over by Mother Aisha Tyler's Mother Nature, which is the best casting choice. Okay, of can this we movie. see the movie where Aisha Tyler kills Mother Nature and becomes <laughs> Mother Nature? I still don't feel like it works that way. I, but it, it should. I mean, obviously the Tooth Fairy was a guy who clearly what just was a person before he became the Tooth Fairy, right? Yeah. I mean, he's trying to like he's insecure about his masculinity despite being the Tooth Fairy. Oh yeah, the Tooth Fairy's arc is that he's <laughs> he doesn't like being called a fairy and he wants to be called something more masculine. Yeah, like and and Tim Allen suggests the Molernator. The Molinator. Oh, by the way, who directed this movie? Michael Lembeck. Michael Lembeck, who also directed a 2010 movie starring The Rock, where The Rock was the tooth fairy. He got to make that Molinator movie. <laughs> yeah, he, it, he lived his dream. He did. So I him mean, with his like proto-guardians of whatever it is, with Santa and the Easter Bunny and the tooth fairy, and the Sandman, who is Michael Dorn of all people. Michael Dorn. Worf, as the Sandman. Literally sleeping through this movie. <laughs> Good move. Um, by the way, just so you know, this movie... Sandman, the Cupid's there. Cupid's there. The invisible hand of the market. <laughs> uh, this movie was written by five people, all men, 
Of course. Uh, <laughs> these uh, Don Reimer, Cinco Paul, Ken Dorio, Ed Dector, and John J. Strauss. These guys really had a hand on the pulse of what it was like in 2002. Yeah. This this almost feels like 1994 fan fiction, honestly. <laughs> That's what this. <laughs> Don't you remember 1994? Don't you remember how 1994 made you feel? Yeah. Feel it again. Well, that would make sense. Because like, if you wanted to do a timely Santa Claus with an E movie, then you would have to acknowledge that like 9-11 happened and everything else. Yeah, we'd have to acknowledge that. Because like, the, world, the world as depicted in this movie is not how the world was like in 2002. It just wasn't. Nope. Um... Uh and oh yeah, we should talk about the C plot. Uh the C plot yeah, of the this, C plot. The C plot of this movie, um, which oh which Kyle um very astutely pointed out was probably specifically for the kids, is that Because otherwise the kids would be watching a movie where Tim Allen tries to get laid. Yeah, and that's a little, you know, why would kids care? So we so Curtis, the worst elf ever. Curtis Curtis has been working on this mach- this cloning machine where he can make toy versions of real people or make bigger copies of toys. I'm not exactly sure how the science works. My issue while watching it was of course where did he get the money and the raw materials to do this? Santa <laughs> did not know about it. Curtis is an embezzler. <laughs> Skimming off the top for eight years <laughs> to, to make this machine that will clone and replace Santa with a toy version of him. Is this a coup d'etat? This, here's is this the, like a, a low-key coup d'etat that went awry? This must mean that Santa is not really good at being in charge because nothing, the Santa should, be, coup. nothing should be happening in this workshop that Santa doesn't know about. These elves should not be able to keep secrets from Santa. And I'm not saying that it should be like a dictatorship. I'm just saying that people should well, be like... Well, it is. He sees you when you're sleeping. He. Oh, yeah, it is, kind of. So it's just like... Santa should know about this. This is an this is a gigantic machine. Especially in a room. since it's a machine that replaces his job with a version of him that is supposedly more efficient. Yeah. It's it's a robot Santa, also Tim Allen, by the way, who um Can we talk about his early scenes? Like oh. where he just it's Tim Allen wearing this like plastic Santa mask, because he's a toy. And he slowly has to figure out how to be Santa. That includes like, you know, eating cookies and drinking hot cocoa. And I just want to talk about the hot cocoa scene because considering, like, the real-life subtext of Tim Allen's, you know, biography, just t- they asked Tim Allen to take this big mug of cocoa. He downs it. He chugs this cocoa, and then he puts the mug down and goes, Oh! Oh! That gave me a kick! Oh! Oh! And, and I just thought, <laughs> Tim Allen, Tim Allen is way too good. At, at emoting this this feeling that he has after like getting a hem cocoa high. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 really weird. It, it's really weird. It's like Santa's already a bro. This version, like of Santa I'm, I'm assuming is, Tim Allen signed on to it. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, but still. <laughs> So this uh, my super bro toy Santa is just the most irritating. And then he thing. becomes dictator for life. Like yes. literally, he puts on a black shirt and a beret. He, I just how 
Robo Santa takes over. He gets an army of rope of toy soldiers, also plastic toy soldiers with no weapons. By the way, they just like they're Doctor Who villains. Their their superpower is walking slowly towards people. <laughs> um, yeah. and he takes over and decides the whole world is naughty. And everyone the, gets a lump of coal. And then everyone gets a lump of coal. It's like bureaucracy is evil, but also that's the way that you run things, Santa. So bureaucracy is evil. Fucking fix it. Also, reminder, this didn't have to happen. This is Curtis's idea. Curtis made the toy Santa. Curtis made the toy Santa because and, and because Bernard, once again, Bernard could not be like, I am head elf. I can run shit. You're just a figurehead. He lets Curtis walk all over him. And I can tell that they also brought in Curtis specifically like for the kids. Like, is anybody going to care about like a, a, an 18 year old looking elf? <laughs> Let me say so many girls in the world did. <laughs> There are, David Crumholtz. Yes, there, there are several. I mean, this is we're living in a post BuzzFeed world. There's a BuzzFeed piece about how Bernard was responsible for a lot of adolescent girls sexual awakening. There are bustle pieces on it. There are yeah, like plenty it, of magazine pieces on it. And it, it's as true. Far, as far as white guys with dreadlocks go, uh, <laughs> Bernard the Elf. Yeah, he's he's a good looking guy. I see that. And also because like David Krumholtz is so obviously Jewish, I think it was just that like a lot of us were into like his you know his nice Jewish boy thing, and we were just like, oh, it's nice to have somebody like this in in a movie this waspy. It's super waspy. Yeah, it's everyone's a waspy. It's a super waspy movie. Charlie's so. um, mom and and stepdad are super waspy. Oh my okay. god, Judge Reinhold, Judge Reinhold, the human sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, by the way. Like, the movie shits... The, the franchise, sorry, shits on Judge Reinhold way too much because he's a psychologist. How dare he want to help people deal with their emotions? Judge Reinhold, <laughs> like, he's in the meeting with uh, with the principal, um, and he, he takes this aside to... Um, to go, I read this book on child psychology, and Santa, rem- he is Santa, rem- remember, yeah. goes, ugh, child psychology. Oh I'm my- Santa. Who gives a shit what children think? Well, because Santa doesn't have to. Kids just <laughs> automatically like Santa. Santa doesn't have to do any work for it. Santa doesn't oh, have to become a better person to impress kids. Kids are just generally impressed hey you know what made the santa claus work originally like one thing that i actually think works about the movie as a comedy is that tim allen is a bad santa claus yeah just his his comedy character his comedy persona that macho gruff um alpha male like do-it-yourselfer um thing that he's carried for his entire career that's a bad image for santa and it's a and the movie has to resolve with him like fully growing into his role and becoming kind and jolly and you know and joyful which and here we just get that movie but in reverse he becomes more of an asshole as he goes along 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of what's going on, and it's and a lot of it has to do with the fact that nobody checks him because, like, if if they yeah. were if any of these five writers could have thought, what if Bernard was not like a, a villain, but like an actual antagonist to Santa that challenged Santa and like challenged him to be a better person, that would have been a stronger film. But instead, we yeah. brought in a we brought in a cute kid that other kids might like who was in a Bruce Willis movie where he was a kid. Who, and we just gave him the, the plot arc of breaking the North Pole. Yeah. With AI. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> he just, he invents toy Skynet and just creates this, this figurehead that takes over the North Pole. Yeah. Like, and meanwhile, and meanwhile, Santa is trying to date women and trying to get somebody to marry him in 28 days. Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk, talk about, about his first date. Yes. This is the actual romantic comedy part of the movie. Yes. Which is why we're doing it for this podcast. Yes. <sighs> so uh, his first date is with, um, help me out. Molly Shannon. Molly, Molly Shannon. Shannon has a, Molly Shannon, um, you know, comedy veteran, SNL alum, just generally hilarious person, hilarious in everything that she's in, Molly Shannon, National Treasure. Um, she's in a blonde wig. She, it, They put her in a sweater. They put her in a white sweater with Santa, with Santa on it. With Santa on the front of it. And um, Tim Allen and, and she and Tim Allen go on a date where she talks about really liking Santa, really loving Christmas, loving Shania Twain, which is not a bad thing. Not at all. Shania Twain is great. And she... And <laughs> and she she launches into a whole like number. Yeah, she with wants Christmas to be a, lyrics. She wants to be a country western singer and she wants to sing holiday songs and she doesn't sound bad. <laughs> she was enthusiastic. I could see her getting along with kids really well. Yeah. She was just a great, you know, candidate for a Mrs. Claus. And she was ready to be Mrs. Claus. Like so ready. And like the and like he basically says that like Tim Allen being like huge dicks. Scott Calvin is a huge dick. Scott's just like <laughs> Scott's just yeah. like you. You scared me. You did too much. You're San- too eager. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Santa is afraid of people eagerly singing Christmas songs. Santa. 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 And tells he, her. Re- and tells her Scott that Calvin is his former name, basically. Yeah. He is Santa. He is like has been mutated and like put. He's been doing this for eight years. He lives at the North Pole. Yeah. He can deal with this. He, uh, yeah, it's so weird to me that he's just like, and also he's just like mean to this woman. It's just like, basically, it's just like, you're trying too hard. You know, even And she you, just immediately, like, you know, defends herself and says, well, fine, if you're not going to respect me, well, I'll go. She was, yeah, <laughs> she was just like, I put myself out there. And she did. She, she put did. herself out there. And I'm not saying that, She like, had no shame. She had no fear. I, I thought she would have made a great Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that instead, it, I know that it's supposed to be a joke and whatever because you know we. It's a bad joke. It's not. A, it's, it's not a, a bad g- joke. It's a bad joke because we're. This is not like Scott Calvin. Like he's not gonna be like, oh, I need somebody to take to the company dinner. You live in the North Pole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> okay, but he instead he ends up with. He ends up <sighs> with. Okay, let's. Yeah. Let's talk about 
Uh, <laughs> Pause to IMDb search. Let's let's talk about Elizabeth Mitchell. No, I knew her name. I just <laughs> didn't want to call her by the wrong name because she's a white woman, and I feel like I'm I'm could, I'm very susceptible to mixing her up with other ones, and I don't. She definitely seemed like generic rom-com object of affection. Yes, I mean, she's most... And that's not a statement about the actress. That's a statement about the role that she was given. Yeah, she's been in a lot of... She, she's most known for Lost, but she's been in st- a lot of stuff that's gotten, like, canceled really quickly. Like, she's been in V, which is a show that was canceled. Revolution was canceled. Oh, she was the Snow Queen in Once Upon a Time. Ah. Yeah, that's a show that I've never well, really, like, looked too much into. I tried to get Kyle into it. He did not like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was the oh yeah in the purge election year she's the she's the really nice politician that who's anti purge who's anti purge that they tr- that they all try to kill all right um so yeah she's she, she what I'm saying is that she's really talented and as far as I know she's really wonderful and lost I have not watched it but I've heard that she's like one of the most underrated actors on Lost and I believe that mm-hmm. what she is doing here. <laughs> She is a person. There is no, there is nothing wrong with Principal Newman. That's that's her nothing. character. Nothing. She is good at her job. She is hard on her students, but she's also very kind to her students. And she is always, you know, what she does that no principal that I've ever had ever did: speak directly to her students and ask them how they are feeling. Yeah, the- <laughs> she is good at her job. Yeah, she gives. <laughs> She's fair. She's tough, but fair. I mean, the punishment that Charlie gets for graffitiing the school is to clean it up. Which, yeah. But the problem is she doesn't have Christmas spirit. Yeah, the problem is, is that she doesn't have Christmas spirit. And that's apparent, that apparently makes her a bitch. Everything, yeah. that, everything because she's a woman in charge, it makes her a bitch. If, because she's hard on students, it makes her a bitch. Because she doesn't like Christmas. Like, everything about this screams, like, taming of the shrew. Like, we need <laughs> Santa Claus to teach this woman how to... We knocked down a peg and let him be in charge. Oh my God, you're right. Because he basically, because they, of course, the spoiler alert, they end up together, which means that he basically takes a yeah. woman from a, an independent life in a position of power so that she can a be... A pretty decent life, it looks like. Oh yeah. She has she, a decent house. She has a great house. She's when he, come, when he comes by on it, now she's in a beautiful black dress. Like, she looks gorgeous. Like she's, But no, I must whisk this woman away to my... My bunker in the North Pole she, to be my she, my eternal wife. He is trying to br- she he is trying to bring her into a subservient role. Yes, where she will never have the independence that she once had ever again. And she is not this person who, by the way, doesn't really like Christmas. How? It, <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Mary Molly Shannon. Mary Molly it, Shannon. You got it in one. You, yeah, yes. The movie should have been over. <laughs> he could have gotten back before Toy Santa got really shit. Like we could have been. I'm just so. This is such bullshit. Um, it's such nonsense. Uh, so he he courts her by. By bringing treating Christmas... her like a child. Yes, by that's what Christmas magic is. He he takes her on a sleigh ride and he gets her the toy that she had as a child. 
Oh yeah, and let's let's talk about this yeah, company. Uses... Let's talk about this company party. Oh, okay, God, yeah. so he shows up at her place unannounced, which creep alert. And well, he, he is Santa. He's not yeah. used to like getting invitations and accepting yeah, them, so that's true. And he, it, I, I would call that habit. Habit. Okay. He showed up at the front door at least. Yes, and he not did. The chimney. That's so. true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Santa it, jokes. It could have. I been... can do Santa jokes too. Hire me, Disney. Uh, <laughs> So she's she's in this beautiful black dress, which I was just like, damn. <laughs> um, and he's in like they do this whole like adorable like flirting thing. And then he's just like, I'll take you. And then he and, you know, through the whole and basically um, he can't be Santa if he doesn't get married. But during but as time runs out and as he loses his magic, he has desantification. So he gets so desantification, he, meaning weight loss, beard he, shrinkage hair recoloration. Yeah. He, turning into Tim Allen. Yeah, basically turning into Tim Allen. And so, like, he he decides to use, like, basically the end of his magic to impress her with the sleigh and the cocoa and... All on one date, by the way. Yes. He gets her sleigh, cocoa, makes it snow, all, all on the ride there. And then he gets everyone at this company party the present they most loved when they were a child... Yes, at this 2002 company party, he's just like, here are all of the toys that you liked. This will surely help you from any depression that you feel like over the fact that our president is an idiot or anything. (laughs) (laughs) That'll definitely help. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, he gives everybody like gifts and, and all of these adults are losing their minds. Hungry, hungry hippos. What? Mystery date. Yeah. To be, okay, no, to be fair, if like Santa showed up and gave me like the Megazord I never had when I was seven, uh, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I don't think about toys like that. Maybe, maybe I need, maybe I need a visit from Santa Claus. Obviously. Maybe you do. <laughs> maybe you don't have enough Christmas spirit. <laughs> but yes. Um, you just need to, you know, celebrate the birth of, Siddhartha Gautama. Whose birthday is it again? I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, God. I'm losing the Christmas spirit. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> so, um, he his, his cherry on top is that he gets her the baby doll that she always wanted. <laughs> and this grown woman is in tears because a grown man... Gave her a baby doll. A child's toy. A ch- and I just had to say An there, antique child's toy, to be fair. But. I mean, she can put it in a display case <laughs> and hope that it doesn't turn evil and try to take over her mind. <laughs> um, I want to see that movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's just... It, it, it's such a strange thing to do. It's so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but because of this, you know, Santa Tim Allen, sorry, Tim Allen loses his match and he can't be Santa anymore and he has to get back to the North Pole oh, to man. stop the evil Santa, but he can't ride We completely forgot to talk about the fucking reindeer. Okay. So oh, Kyle was okay, very so, upset because so, Comet can talk in this movie. Okay, yeah, back backing up, backing up. Uh when the okay, Comet the reindeer on Comet, on Cupid, um, takes Tim Allen Santa to his old hometown in Chicago, I want to say, mm-hmm. and he becomes this, like, funny animal friend. 
and they do that by making him this animatronic hell beast <laughs> that looks like if someone placed a curse on the Jim Henson workshop <laughs> and uh, and caused like their scrap parts to come to life and then just gave it the voice of Satan himself, <laughs> which because like they had the because the reindeer's eyes like light up and his mouth moves and out comes this. <laughs> What's that comment? <laughs> yeah, I do need to get married. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, I need to get married. <laughs> Just the worst sonic landscape in a film. This is and this is a voice actor most known for being the modern um, Looney Tunes voices for Porky Pig and Tweety Bird. So surprisingly, I just, not the Tasmanian Devil. Surprisingly, not the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. And there's and there's another there's another reindeer oh. named Chet. Oh yeah, it's even worse. Chet the reindeer, who was voiced by the voices of Phil and Lil from Rugrats. <laughs> Chet. Chet's face. <laughs> Chet's face. Like, because Chet is introduced early on. He's the new reindeer. It's like he wants his chance to shine to like lead lead Santa's sleigh. But you know, he he's he's clumsy and you know he wants to he, he he's aspiring to be one of Santa's reindeer. Oh yeah. This cool guy Chet. On Dasher, on Donner, on Chet. On Chet. <laughs> the tenth reindeer, including Rudolph. Um <laughs> And his face is so much worse. Just <laughs> the animatronic look of delight that Chet got when he realized that he it was up to him to save the day at that the end. That is a terrifying creature. God, if they put <laughs> Comet's voice on... Uh, if they had Comet's voice come out of Chet's body, I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Um, that that's the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> like, that is the thing that will lead me to the gates of hell. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, it is my time. I will meet my maker. Oh no. Yes, I. I will go to hell now. I, I accept my fate. <laughs> That's really tough to do. Oh my god! It's just beautiful voice work going on from Kyle here. Kyle is wonderful at voices. Wow. <laughs> but uh yeah so um so this romance uh let's just talk about the romance specifically this romance is just tim allen condescending to a woman who is definitely smarter than him oh, absolutely <laughs> I think, though to be fair i think most women are i think uh, most people are yeah <laughs> It's just this. The man voted for Trump and compared being a conservative in Hollywood to 1930s Germany. And, and, okay. Let's so, not, like, put that out of our minds when talking about Tim. Let's, Allen. let's also, uh, Tim Allen, whose, whose real name is Timothy Allen Dick. Um, <laughs> Tim Dick. Tim Dick. Tim Dick. He just did not want to be known as Tim Dick. Timmy Dick. Um, so he was upset. Re- Tim Allen got upset recently because his sitcom, his ABC sitcom, Last Man Standing, was um, uh, it was canceled in in early March of this year. Last Man Standing ran for six seasons and had 130 episodes, but according to Tim Allen. <laughs> 
<laughs> the reason why Last Man Standing was canceled was because Hollywood is anti-conservative. Huh. Hollywood is anti You got six seasons. Six seasons. And I guess it's just because, like, Home Improvement got eight seasons. And he uh-huh. assumes that he, like, minimum deserves eight seasons. You've had a very good career. Stop complaining. Yeah. Especially considering your talent level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank your lucky stars for Buzz Lightyear and thank your lucky stars for Tom Hanks for being yeah. so, making you two a likable pair because it's not you. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, let's be real. <laughs> But anyway, um, can we talk about the proposal? Because that, I think, is the worst part of the entire film. Okay, yes. Yes, I will stop okay. talking shit about Tim Allen no, for five fi- seconds. Because, like, finally, like, uh, evil dictator Santa is gone. Um, Scott Calvin, Tim Allen is back at the North Pole, and so is the future Mrs. Claus. And he has to propose to her to finalize his his tenure as Santa. Yes, and okay, so he wants... He gets down on one knee and says, You you say that you barely know me, but the truth is, you've known me your entire life. <sighs> let's also, let, let, and let's, let, let's contextualize this for a second. Okay, not only does he say this, but he says this as... Well, a, one, as, it's wrong. It's One, it's wrong. Um, two, a lady elf feeds those lines to him. So, <laughs> <laughs> which means, like, like I'm sure the movie was like, eh, eh, a, woman, a woman did it. But it's also just like, what do these elves know of love? You have known me your entire life. Be my bride and carry my seed. You know, <laughs> so... Uh, By the way, they, they do have a kid in the third movie, so that's not, like, an exaggeration. Um, so... Here we are. Uh, you, uh, you are basically saying, remember when you used to believe in Christmas? Why don't you, when you were a child and you were crying, why don't you marry Christmas? Literally, <sighs> marry it. <laughs> what an arc for the lady who isn't even necessarily anti-Christmas, but just didn't want to deal with it in the public school system. <laughs> She has to make you saying okay. Let me let me try to contextualize. Number one, that's a that's a creepy like pedophilic thing to say. You've known you've me known your, me your whole life. That's wife husbandry. Okay. <laughs> it's just I'm pretty sure Humbert Humbert said that in some point in Lolita. It's it's a it's a it's a terrible thing to say, but like also. You've known me your entire life. life. But she but that she would, hasn't. That would she number one, she has He's only been Santa for eight years. Number two, that's that's like I'm I'm trying to think of somebody who I was obsessed with as a child. That's like if I ha 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 It's like me dating the pink Power Ranger and marrying her. Yeah, like it, it's very like uh, it, that's this okay. I can't think of any better example. This is like me marrying Steve from Blue's Clothes. <laughs> okay, that's so much better than my example. <laughs> that's so much more fucked up. 
<laughs> like you, I, I saw you on the show. I grew up with you. Uh, let's go. <laughs> like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Santa, no. Santa, no. Leave the kids. Ho, ho, ho. No, no, no. Leave the kids alone. That's like like if Santa just like has been like watching a child his entire life. But he has. Yeah. Canonically, he has. Technically. I mean, if, if, if Santa is something that you are and something that you're not, you're not born as Santa, you become Santa. That means that you have all of the memories of Santa, which means that you remember principal newman when she was a child you have memories of who she was as a child you have memories of who what she wanted what she was sad about her fears her doubts Mm -hmm. and now you're marrying her now you're using that as ammo in your campaign to find a bride for your arctic cult your subterranean arctic slave cult i kind of think that the only way to really be able to have an honest relationship with santa claus is if you do if you're jewish or some religion that does not care about santa (laughs) um or if you are also an immortal actually is is mother earth seen anyone Oh God! Is I, she married I, to Father Time? I wouldn't wish, I, but I wouldn't wish. Santa oh Claus yeah, on I, her. yeah. Let's, let's not put Aisha Tyler through that. But yeah, she's, like she's busy, like dealing with pollution and running the Planeteers. And I'm pretty and, sure she's married to her own white man. Oh, so she doesn't really need any other ones. Aisha Tyler, not Mother Earth. Oh yes, Aisha Tyler. I don't know who Mother Earth is dating. Um, well, Captain Planet, obviously. <laughs> obviously, they are obviously dating. <laughs> But yeah, it it actually doesn't make sense for Santa to marry somebody who believes in Christmas because he knows about everyone. Everyone. It would honestly make more... Oh my God, what if the Santa Claus 2 was Santa Claus like finding, like finding a Jewish woman to settle down with? <laughs> that opens up its own... It's a whole other box of... Uh, oh yeah, why would a Jewish woman yeah. marry Santa? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, is that conversion? Oh yeah, is would it? that mean that Santa's children would also be Jewish? Or yeah, I mean, what if what if Santa had Jewish children? Can, Santa should not have children. Sa- yeah, Santa. Actually, it's weird that Santa has cho- like has a child in the third movie, which we aren't which we aren't talking about because at the, because at the end of this movie, during the credits, you see Elizabeth uh, you see Elizabeth Mitchell like with gray hair and like I think they add like a little bit of weight to her. Yeah, they put a butt on her. They put like a little bit. Yeah, and she's got like glasses and she's just like doing this weird like granny dance, and I feel immensely bad for her in that moment. Yep. Wow. That's upsetting. But if she is getting the rapid aging that you get, that means that she should be hitting menopause or past it, and she shouldn't be able to have kids anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this entire universe is stupid. <laughs> so, um, so, random thought. Who did Peter Boyle kill to become Father Time? In this movie. Uh, why do you assume that everyone kills? That would make more sense. Why is it just Santa that has, you know, the, the line of succession that he does? Maybe because Santa is a stooge? 
For 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 who? I mean, Santa. Wait, not... who's the power behind the throne here? I mean, who? Wh- it should be Bernard, obviously. What but what power does Santa actually have? Well, you know, he has Christmas magic. And also, like, in the scene where he says... Or, or he... wait, 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 I got it. Is it an American God sort of thing? Like, I joked about American Gods earlier, but does he just receive power from belief in him? That's so, possible. And so his him, like, saving Christmas is, like, an act of gain for him because the more people who believe in Christmas, the more power he has. Yeah, I could buy that. I could totally buy that. And then he's going to get a visit from Ian McShane and... Jillian Anderson and Crispin Glover and all them and oh god would he be a new god or an old god I just want to talk about American gods instead of this oh movie my, yeah this movie um so I mean everything everybody gets everything that they want you know uh Charlie learns how to stop being such a whiny baby um do we ever see him getting off the naughty list and onto the nice list nope okay I thought so. I mean, I assume that by oh yeah, because they're because they're waiting by get, saving Christmas. He gets he back. Sa- the he saves yeah. Christmas because basically they get the tooth fairy to show up. They like fake a tooth being come out. They get the tooth fairy to show up, and the tooth fairy gives them a lift back to the North Pole. And also, With his tiny little disproportionate wings. And also, um, Charlie has a very emotional moment with Principal Newman where he's just like, you gotta believe that my dad is Santa! You gotta believe... Fuck this kid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm sure he's a nice person in real life. I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, um... But yeah, there's like this whole, they save Christmas and then, um, oh my God. Yeah. We didn't get into like toy Santa, toy Santa making toy soldiers. Oh, we got into that. Oh yeah. We got into that a little bit. And so like, we, we, we already covered the Santa coup. uh, Yeah. And there were, there was, there was like war imagery and it's like a huge waste of time. And then they show up. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a whole line of toy soldiers going up against the elves and, um, Tim Allen's family. And I just thought, (laughs) A last alliance of men and elves <laughs> marched against the dark forces of Mordor. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, better movie. <laughs> better movie. Which we could also be talking about instead of this. Yeah, we could be talking about anything. Because, I mean, what, cause what happens in this movie is essentially that... Um, Curtis has to fix the shit that he started. Um, Charlie has to learn how to stop being terrible. Um... <laughs> Judge Reinhold and Wendy Crewson have They're to there. have to continue to be ornaments in this ordeal for some reason. This this couple is really so way too invested in everybody else's business. Way too invested. This woman cares way too much about her ex-husband. <laughs> for well, my taste. Like these people do not have a life. Well, wouldn't yeah, that would give her some baggage, you know, knowing that Santa is her ex-husband. Like, I wonder if Judge Reinhold feels, you know, like really like like a replacement goldfish here because like <laughs> I just like he's never going to live up to the masculinity portion and he's never going to live up to being Santa. He's he is, not macho enough to be Santa. He is just Santa. Beacon of of machismo. Yeah, it's weird. Santa with muscles. Judge Reinhold is really, like, not super important in this marriage. Like, it just seems like Wendy Crewson needed someone to hang out with. I think he's just there for Tim Allen to appear more masculine next to. Yeah. Because that's Tim Allen's entire shtick. Yeah. The preservation of, you know, traditional masculinity and power tools and cars. And... 
manliness. Yeah. Poor Wendy Crewson, you know? <laughs> Just poor Judge Reinholds. Doing this Tim Allen impression is really hard on my throat. So if I'm coughing during this podcast, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's Oh my god, this This is such an annoying This is such an annoying movie. Yeah. Um Merry Christmas. Stop being so obsessed with masculinity next year. <laughs> Like, that's what I want for Christmas every year, every year for Christmas. Us to give less of a shit about traditional masculinity. Put that in your stocking. Anyway, darling, happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day to you, too, darling. This has been the Bad Romance Podcast. Please um, find us on Twitter. Find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Find us on the internet. Find us. Find us. Find us. Find us. One last comment for the road. <laughs> and don't forget to read the podcast. And see you soon. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>